Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Baratapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain co-editor Dave Schofield coming at you again with some more numbers. Um, unfortunately, guess this is the last time for the 2020 season that I'm going to get to talk to you about some numbers from a game that which occurred or that just occurred. Um, unfortunately, we are about we are headed into off-season mode. Or I mean, at least the Steelers are headed into off-season mode here behind the. Steel Curtain, we have an off-season mode, but it's not that much different than regular season mode. It's just in the amount of content that we bring you, it's just going to be what can be discussed and what what can be presented and everything else. Um, I talked about this for those of you that that caught it on the Scobro show, how it's just kind of kind of a little bit sad just with the season being over, not because the Steelers didn't uh, finish up how we hoped they would. I mean, obviously that said that they had such a terrible performance in the, in the playoffs and, and everything that, that went down towards the end of the season and the struggles that they had that yes, that, that made for a very sad ending. I mean, when a team starts 11 and 0 and then finishes uh, one and five over their last six, it's quite disappointing. But I'm just sad because I know that this same group of these players will never be assembled together again. There are players that played their last game in the black and gold. It's exciting to think about the new players that they'll have in 2021. We've got the draft coming up. Before you even dive too much into the draft, free agency is going to determine a lot of what the Steelers do in the draft. They have lots of questions of various players. Um, if they If those players choose to come back, um, even with years left on their salary, if they want to salary on years left on their contract, if they still want to come back and play, or if they're contemplating retirement, um, then there's players that are at the end of their contract that they would need a new contract in order to come back. 
And then there's going to be players that just aren't performing up to the level of the contract that they have that the Steelers uh, are very likely just going to have to let go. So these are all things to dive into when when the season gets or the season when the odds the off season gets rolling along. Yes, there's still other football to be played, but just isn't the same that knowing that uh, that the black and gold's not going to be involved. But the Steelers fans have been used to this for um, the last two postseasons where the Steelers didn't even qualify. So unfortunately, they just got to move on to move on to this weekend. And I know many of you will just you know check out with football for a while. Some of you will say, "Hey, if it's if it's pro football, there's only." Uh, think about it. What is that? Seven games left total that um, they're going to take in as much of it as they can while they can, because uh, last year when they, it was to this point and there was only this many games left and we were taking in as many games as we could before we know it. And then in the next coming weeks, we found out that it could even be in question if they even get to play this past year. But that's one thing that I, I do want to commend the NFL for is that they managed to pull off this season to date. I mean, every regular season game was played. Some of them were moved. I know the Steelers were through, had to deal with that um, a good bit, but they got them all in. They got the first round of the playoffs in, then they're, they're moving on fewer teams to have to, to, to deal with, with issues. And, uh, and then, of course, with this being Thursday morning, last night was the was the the Pittsburgh Penguins were back in action. Um, sorry, I don't have a report on that because at the time of this recording, that game is not concluded. So, what we're going to do this week is I'm going to look at some of these numbers for the entire season of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm going to compare what they did in the playoffs. And they're in their one loss in their one game. So I'm going to, this is kind of a way of bringing up the numbers from the last week, like during the regular season, it was, I'd talk about numbers from the last week. And then we dive into the next week. This is basically all going to be this last week, but we're going to compare it to the previous 16 games to kind of see where things were. Talk about how, how, how things went. I also want to bring up one other thing. What's really going to help, this podcast to continue in in the off season is I could come up with, with crazy numbers. I could, whether or not they're boring or exciting, I don't necessarily know because that's to each their own, whether or not they enjoy these numbers or not. I am looking to do a lot of my statistical research and presentation for this show based on what you all would like. I would love questions. I need questions. Um, I'll probably throw this out on Twitter at the beginning of next week because obviously I can't ask a question and turn around to a podcast right away because I have to do the research on it. With uh, Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride, where he's going to be doing a mailbag-like show every Wednesday. If you didn't check out yesterday's, make sure you do that because uh, I made sure I, I caught that where he answered a lot of questions. My... He can read a question and just answer it. I don't have that luxury when it comes to statistics. I've got to do the research behind it. And if I'm going to do research and look at numbers, why not do research and look at numbers that you all would like? So what I would like is, please, my email is stlrsuperfandad at gmail.com. My Twitter is stlrsuperfandad. You can 
either of those places, you can send me, you can ask it, um, you can at me <laughs> on Twitter, or you could send a direct message. You can email me. I'm looking for some good things to dive into. I don't care if it's a multi-level, multiple-week question of something that I'm just going to have to continue to dive into. I know I got some great questions earlier this year that I never got around to, and that's because as the Steelers played more games, there was the things had changed, the numbers had changed, and everything, and questions kind of got obsolete. What's nice now in the offseason is there's not going to be anything going on with the Steelers that are going to change the numbers. You know, it could be something historical. It could be something looking forward. The only thing that's going to change with numbers is if you're asking about, you know, salary cap and various issues like that. All these things are fair game. We might even be having a, uh, some special salary cap uh, podcast specifically for that. That's not going to be me. Well, I mean, I guess maybe I could possibly guest on it if they ever really needed me. Um, that I don't know. That's in the works. The discussions have been there. We're going to see uh, when that could possibly be going down. But what I'm going to do now is I'm going to look at some of these numbers of what the Steelers did for the season and compare it to what they did in week, well, in the wild card weekend um, of the postseason, and maybe can help figure out some of the stuff that went crazy. Some of these are obvious, but. For example, we'll start out. We're, we're going to look at some of the. We're going to look at the offense first, and then we'll change and go around to the defense. The offense on the season for the Steelers regular season they averaged twenty six points per game. Now in this game they scored thirty seven points. If you were to tell me at any point during the regular season that the Steelers were going to to score thirty seven points, I'd have been like, "Yay!" I mean, that's a win. That's a win because. Until the postseason, the Steelers had not surrendered 30 points this year. Not once. The closest was the Philadelphia Eagles at 29. So the Steelers gave up 19 more points than they had all season. So that right there is an issue. Yards per play on offense. Oh, well, yeah, which was a defensive thing that I that 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 I say that that was the problem because thirty seven points should have been enough to win the game. That's how I rolled this back in the offense. Sorry if that was a little confusing. We'll get more to the defense. Uh, yards per play, the Steelers averaged five point one three yards per play during the regular season, but in their postseason game they averaged six point five eight yards per game. So they were they were getting yards at a good clip. Getting those thirty seven points is part of the reason that you can do that. But it's the next stat is what basically set everything um, on fire. And that was the Steelers averaged, they averaged one and one-eighth turnover per game on the season, 1.125. So, um, but in this game, as we all know, yeah, they had that many turnovers in the first five minutes. They had already eclipsed that. Where with five turnovers on the game, that's just almost impossible to overcome. So it didn't matter how much the offense was producing because they turned the ball over five times. The, the Steelers had only surrendered less than, on average, less than less than half a fumble per game. It was 0.44 fumbles per game. They fumbled and lost it once in this game, um, six seconds into the game. They had averaged under an interception per game at 0.69 interceptions per game through four interceptions in this game. There was other games throughout the season 
that you're like, oh yeah, this was this was not good. The Steelers threw, you know, three interceptions or everything. But the the Steelers did have three games, or sorry, two games this season where they had three turnovers. Um, uh, their win against Tennessee and the loss against the Bengals. So, but to jump all the way to five in the playoffs, yeah, that's just very uncharacteristic of what they what they had done all season. Uh, the Steelers averaged 20.1 first downs per game. Um, and in this game, they had 34 first downs. So part of this is because they were playing from behind and the way they were playing and the trying to run some hurry up and things like that. Um, the Steelers had, they averaged 26.8 completions on 41 attempts per game. But in this game, they had 47 completions for 68 attempts. That's not a good number. For those of you that heard last week's show, when the Steelers put up crazy attempts and crazy completions and three, you know, more than 275 yards in the air, Ben Roethlisberger's never won a playoff game having to put up those types of numbers. And they were forced to put up those kind of numbers, which led right into the yards. The Steelers averaged 250.2 passing yards per game. And you're like, that's not all that much, but that's indicative of wins. That's indicative of wins where you are winning the entire game, not games that are a shootout and you have to pull it off at the end. This one was only going to be one if it was a shootout that they pull off at the end. Ben Roethlisberger threw for 501 yards, second most um, passing yards in an NFL playoff game in, in history, only behind 505 from Tom Brady. The Steelers averaged 2.2 passing touchdowns a game. They had four passing touchdowns this game. The Steelers, here's where it, where it starts to turn around a little bit. In the rushing game, the Steelers averaged 23.3 attempts this season. And in this game, they ran the ball 16 times. Now you're like, well, they weren't running the ball very effectively. They, they weren't running the ball terribly. But because of the score, the Steelers had one rushing attempt in the second half. One rushing attempt in the second half. That just goes to show you how much trouble they were in. Um, rushing yards, the Steelers averaged 84.4 on the season, and they, ha they had 52 rushing yards uh, this game. If you look at yards per attempt, they averaged 3.62 for the season. It was 3.25 for this game. Not, I mean, not as bad as they had been in some games. Um, but they averaged um, 0.75 rushing touchdowns per game. In other words, they they had a they would get three rushing touchdowns every four games, and they had a rushing touchdown in this game. Um, but I don't know that's really indicative of everything. But to, to talk about the offense, it's just there was so many things that they were forced into on offense because they were trailing by so much. But the Steelers were also trailing by so much because their offense put the defense in such a bad spot. I mean, the first time the defense steps on the field, not for an extra point, like for a regular, for their regular defense, they were on their own 46 yard line and already down seven to nothing. They were already in their own zone and down a touchdown the first time the defense steps on the field. Now, I don't know if it's if that was kind of the shell shock that they were already put in that much of a hole that made them come out the way that they did. I don't know, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more with the defense when we switch switch over here. But when it comes to the offense, 
it kind of goes to show the point I made last week. Big numbers don't matter in the in the postseason. Big numbers are generally indicative of a bad game, of a bad situation. When you have to, to, to throw the ball 68 times and pass for 500 yards with four passing touchdowns and you still lose by two scores, it's because they got down and got behind so much. So we'll, we'll dive a little bit more to that with the defense in the second half here. So we're going to go ahead and take our break because there's a lot of stuff to discuss uh, defensively. Um, oh, there was one stat I did forget on the offense. I had it written to the side. That's what it was with my regular list. Um, the Steelers were, were sacked 0.875 times per game, and they were not sacked at all in this game. So that's crazy that a quarterback throws for 500 yards, has 68 attempts, and was not sacked. So that was quite interesting if you kind of look at that. But um, there was a lot of other things that went into it. So hold on right there. We'll be back right after this commercial break, and we will tackle what went wrong wrong statistically with this Steelers defense. So stay here. We'll be back in this Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we're back with the second part here of Steelers Stat Geek. I'm Dave Schofield, co-editor behind the Steelcurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm still kind of lamenting the fact that uh, the 2020 season is over. I know a lot of people that are saying, I just want 2020, the year with life, over in general. Um, I was not one of those people because I'm like, i just because the year changes, I don't know that uh, means that things are going to be better. And what do you know? Uh, the first Monday of of the year, I end up with a with with a big emergency with my house and a big water flood insurance, bringing in a bunch of people um, issue in my house. So, twenty twenty one is not starting off any better. So, you know, the Steelers played two games in this calendar year, both to the Browns, and they're zero and two, and even worse, bounced out of the playoffs. So we looked at some of the numbers to compare how the Steelers did offensively uh, to how they did um, through the regular season. And the biggest things that jumped out was obviously the turnovers. The turnovers is what is what set everything else going. But even with those turnovers, and even though the defense, like I just said, they were put in a spot where the first time they stepped on the field, they were in their own zone and already down seven to nothing. The thing is, in the, in that circumstance, you've got to take control of the game. You've got to decide this is going to be on us. But yet, we, we've talked about this a little bit on our Slack channel with some of the BTSC staff, that, um, that uh, someone's like, it looks like some of the players gave up on a play here on defense or this or that. And I'm like... I didn't see that they were giving up. I saw, I drew a different conclusion. And, uh, and Michael Beck jumped in and said, Dave, you're spot on with that. Cause it's the same conclusion that I came to. Um, when I was at Heinz field 
in January of 2018, which was the playoff game of the 2017 season, and watched the Steelers fall in defeat to the to the Jacksonville Jaguars. What I saw was it seemed like players were almost looking around waiting for someone else to make a play. That if they weren't, they didn't, it seemed, it's not like they were going out of their way to not make a play, but it seemed like if, if they were a step behind or if they were not quite in the right position, it was always like every single person was kind of waiting for somebody else to step up and do something. And, and it just didn't happen. And I think, and that was the deal with Steeler fans. I mean, you come in and think about the team losing by two points in Cleveland and with the defense having no Cam Hayward, no TJ Watt, um, they were getting back Robert Spillane. Um, both games were without Joe Hayden, so that that was just very disheartening. But they were constantly just – it seemed like they were waiting for someone else to make a play. But this defense, for the second straight postseason game, three seasons apart, it seemed like they just didn't show up for the game. Now, the difference was – the Steelers' 2017 defense was not known for being this stellar defense. Yeah, they got to the quarterback. Yeah, they they led the league in sacks. But they gave up a lot of yards and struggled a lot through the air. And it it wasn't – they weren't the stifling defense that they've been the last two seasons. So for this to happen again against a team they were extremely familiar with, it was very concerning. I mean, the Steelers' points surrendered – on the season, they averaged 19.5 points per game. That's all they gave up. And in this game, they gave up 48 points. Never given up more than 30 in the regular season all year, and they give up 48 points. Now, yes, the offense was seven of those points and set them up in bad spots in other ones. But bottom line is, Steelers just needed to make the play, and they never managed to make the play. One of those things I'm going to jump to a different stat is I did an article of at behind the curtain.com that was that ran on Wednesday afternoon. It was 218 sacks doesn't mean anything if you can't get to the quarterback in the postseason. And that 218 sacks that that's talking about the last four years where the Steelers led the league in sacks and were over 50 sacks in each of those years. But yet over that same span in their they only they have none in the postseason. Now the first thing that's obvious is well they only played two games. Yeah. Well, even with all those sacks it wasn't enough to get them to the postseason two of those seasons. And then when they did get to the postseason, the sacks they didn't come to help them out. And and Jeffrey Benedict and I broke down on a Steelers vertex that was also on Wednesday at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, is that the Browns could not handle third and long in this game. They did not have a single conversion that was longer than six yards on third down. And not only that, they only had one play that they actually even gained yards on, and that was like a third and 21. And and when they when the Browns ran the ball and the Steelers you know, tackled them about halfway I think they gained like 13 yards, but I mean, Baker Mayfield didn't have a completion on third down. If it was eight yards or more, um, he didn't even have any at six yards. Cause the, the Browns had, had three, had three chances where it was third and six. They converted one of them and it was a Mayfield run. So it was third and five and under 
where they were extremely successful. And that was they would they used the threat of the run in order to have success with the pass is why they were successful. Now, the whole reason I bring that up, one sack, one sack could have changed that, could could have changed any drive. Cause if you because then if you get that sack, let's see you get that sack on first down, then they're behind the chains. Let's you get that sack on second down. Even if it was second and one, there is a pretty good chance that you then just set them back to third and six or further. If you got that, if you got a sack on second down. So if the Steelers would have gotten to the quarterback on first or second down, specifically in the first quarter, that could have turned a touchdown into either a touchdown drive into either a punt or a field goal attempt. And that would have been huge at that time of the game. So let's dive into some more of these numbers. We already hit the score. Um, yards yards per play, the Steelers gave up 4.91 yards per play on the season. They gave up six on, on Sunday night. So, yes, the turnovers were bad, but when you're giving up six yards a pop, not good. Okay? Takeaways, they averaged 1.69 per game, none. Fumbles. 1.56 per game they would get, obviously none. Interceptions, they they averaged over an interception per game on the season, 1.125, none. First downs, the Steelers averaged holding their opponent to 17.6 first downs. They got 20 first downs. So you could even say, oh, well, they were put in a bad spot because of these turnovers. They're still giving up first downs. They still gave up more first downs uh, than, than they averaged all season. Okay. Completions for the average for the season teams were 18.63 completions on 32.9 attempts. The Browns were 21 of 34. So they were still better than the Steelers average. Um, The Steelers gave up on average 194.4 passing yards. They gave up 263 against the Browns. So these were all things that, that led to, to the big deficit. So as much as the offense tried to claw their way back in uh, into this game, the the problem was they the, the Steelers defense just wasn't getting the stop. There was only one game the entire season where a team had more passing yards against the Steelers than they did in this playoff game. And that was and this was against a team that was winning by a ton the whole game. And the and they gave up the only time they gave up more passing yards, they gave up 10 more passing yards uh, to the Washington football team. Steelers, they did a good job of not giving up 300 yards passing all season. But when did they give up their, their second most on the year? When it counted the most. When it counted the most. So so that's pretty interesting. Um, passing touchdowns. The Steelers, had they averaged giving up 1.37 five passing touchdowns per game. They gave up um, three passing touchdowns in this game. So, I mean, right there, there's there's 21 points. Sacks. I already talked about it. The Steelers averaged three and a half sacks per game. They got none. That could have been a huge difference in the game. Um, what else do we have here? Rushing attempts. The Steelers, on average, faced 25.9 rushing attempts per game. This one, they saw 31 because the, because the Browns were winning. You know, that's just kind of what you're going to do. The Steelers gave up uh, uh, 111.4 rushing yards per game. They gave up 
127 in this game. So now, now granted that total was actually identical to how many rushing yards they gave up against the Colts. So it was more kind of almost middle of the pack of what they gave up uh, for the year. So they were, but they were so concerned about the run that they did get gashed a lot in the pass. So there was all kinds of, of interesting numbers here. And now here, here's one that's more indicative in, um, in into the, in rushing. The Steelers gave up 4.31 yards per carry on the season. They gave up 4.10 yards per carry against the Browns in, in, in the playoff game. So they yards per carry, they were actually better than what they were on the season. They did give up two touchdowns uh, on the ground, which they had only given up 0.81 per game all season. Cause I, I think it was, um, Oh, I'm trying to remember how many, how many rushing touchdowns they, they, they gave up on the year. I think it was, I think it was 13. They gave up 13 rushing touchdowns on the year. So, but this was, this was tough because I was asked in the post game show, do I, did I put the failing more on the offense or the defense? And I'm like, they both failed, and, and, you know, let them down a lot. And I kind of put it more on the offense because of the bad spot they put their defense in. But really, when you go back and look at it, it was it was the defense. Now, one of the things that hurt the most was after it was the defense made the stops for three straight drives to open the second half. They gave up two first downs on the opening drive, and then they were three and outs the next two drives. And the Steelers came back and scored on these drives to get back in it. And of course, you talk about the the, the fourth and one. Um, I mentioned we talked about on the Scobro show Tuesday night about how all these Tomlinisms they seem to be. Um, if you add, except in the postseason afterwards, like we don't live in our fears, except in the postseason. That's what it is when you punt on fourth and one around midfield in the fourth quarter when you're down two scores. Um, that uh, if you can't if if you can't gain one yard, you don't deserve to win except in the postseason, because if they were trying to deserve to win, why not go for the one yard? But regardless, after that play, when they punted to say, let's put the defense in a better spot, the defense gave up an 80-yard touchdown drive. So at the biggest moments when they said they, they got to that point of the game, the fourth quarter, the first play of the fourth quarter, and they're like, all right, are we going to put this game on our offense that you have to score no matter what, and this is what we need to get back in this game, or we're going to put the, the focus on our defense to say, you need to show us the stop because we need the stops in order to win this game. They chose the defense, and they crumbled. They gave up the drive. They gave up the 80 yards I mean, I don't even, I'm trying to think of how many plays it was. I'm trying to, to, to figure this out here real quick. Um, when they gave up that, that, that touchdown drive to start the fourth quarter, because I mean, it wasn't even all that many plays. Uh, let me see here. One, two, three, four, five. It was six plays. They went 80 yards in six plays. Okay. Um, and then ended up giving up a 40 yard touchdown. I mean, at the time when the Steelers punted, they were down 12 points. It was 35 to 23. Think about that. When the fourth quarter started, it was 35 to 23. If the defense holds, you're talking about a Steelers victory. 
if if the Steelers if all they do is give up a field goal. Like let's say on the on the um when it was the the uh I can't remember, it was the interception with just over three minutes to go. And they gave up the field goal. So let's just say you even you even give them the field goal and it's and it's 38 points. You're also talking about um, I mean, you're dealing with two point conversions and everything else. You're you're looking at at a nail biter. It's that the defense not only did they give up um, 21 of the 28 points in the first quarter, when the Steelers made the statement of we need to we need to 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 do what we have to do to win this game, rather than choosing to have their offense gain a yard, they chose that they were going to have their defense make the big stop. And instead of making the big stop, they gave up the big touchdown. So, th- so there we go. Um, those were the numbers behind it. Um, I think we all know it, and I don't know that we even want to keep talking about it a lot. But uh, remember, make sure you're still tuned into BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, checking out the website. It's your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. I hope you can enjoy the podcast that we that we just keep bring. We're going to keep bringing it to you all off season. If you haven't subscribed um, to to our channel wherever you listen to your podcast, make sure you do that. And if you do. Please give us a, a a five star rating or a thumbs up or whatever it is with with the system that you do. If you enjoy the content, if you don't, I I completely understand. If you've just stumbled onto this for the first time, you kind of had to listen to a depressing episode because listening to these numbers as to what the Steelers, the effort they gave in the postseason, is was just was pretty disheartening. But we're going to keep coming. I would I, I need your help though. I really need your help. I would love to get some of these stat questions to where I can answer these. We'll do the Ask the Stat Geeks um segments. It might be entire shows that I have to dive into one topic. It all depends on what you all do. So make sure, you know, it's STLR superfandad at gmail.com or just STLR superfandad on Twitter. Get a hold of me, contact me. All you can do. I'm I'm looking for I can give you numbers that I want to find. I want to know what numbers you all want to know. So just thank you so much. It was a crazy 2020 season with everything going on. That crazy win streak. Lots of good things to cheer about. Ending on a bad note is what's we is what's going to carry Steelers fans throughout the offseason, unfortunately. But you know what? It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to love them no matter what. And I, as I always say... Thanks for being here. Thanks for keeping out. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. 
Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.